episode 149. Hi, welcome to my mum's show. <laughs> and welcome to this episode of the Single Mother Survival Guide podcast. My name is Julia Hushett and I'm absolutely delighted to have you join me today. I am doing an Ask Julia episode today, but before we do, a listener shout out on iTunes. Overall, what I love about this podcast is the message that you're not alone in your single parenting challenges and whatever you're going through. Chances are, Many have been there before and survived and thrived. Thank you, Julia, for your wonderful podcast. And thank you to you for writing that review because that's exactly why I wanted to create this podcast was so that other women could see that they're not alone. You know, we are. And like that lady that I was talking about from Kenya last week, like it doesn't matter where we are in the world. We all have the same or very, very similar challenges and you are most definitely not alone. So thank you for that. Thank you for taking the time to leave a review because this does make the podcast easier for new single mums to find. And thank you for being such a loyal listener. If you are a regular listener and you haven't left a review yet, I would be super grateful if you could take a couple of minutes to just head on over to iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen, tap on the stars. And if you have a few minutes, even rating this podcast would make such a difference and help new single mums find this podcast more easily, not to mention make me feel bloody good about myself and keep me motivated to keep on going. So thank you so much. Okay, let's not waste any time. Let's get straight into this week's episode. Right, in this week's episode, I want to cover a couple of questions that have been sent in as usual. The first question is this, and I've got to tell you, I can really relate to this. I remember times like this very clearly. The question is, Hi, Julia. My ex and I don't have a good relationship. Recently, we had an argument when he came to collect our child from me and he didn't bring our child back to me at the allocated time and I was so stressed out and I didn't know what to do. What shall I do if this happens again? My child is only two years old. Please help me. Okay. I really feel for you. This is an extremely stressful situation. I know that happened to me once or twice and it's terrifying. Your mind like goes crazy with all these, you know, thoughts. I used to get terrified that my ex would take my daughter and never bring her back. So what I would do in this situation personally, now this is not what I did do at the time because I was too much of a mess to kind of you know, know what, what to do. You know, we're talking four or five years ago that this was happening to me. But what I would do now is I would call my ex and find out where they are. If he didn't answer, I would leave a message. That's important. I'd hang up and I'd try again. I would do this again, like, you know, probably every sort of 15 minutes. If he still doesn't answer, I will leave a message probably saying, hey, I've been trying to call you X number of times over, you know, X amount of time. I'm getting really anxious. We have an agreement that you are supposed to bring our child back at six o'clock. I'm going to be calling the police if I don't hear from you in the next 15 minutes. 
That's what I would do. I'd probably also send a text message saying that as well. Then when that time comes, if you still haven't heard anything, I would probably call the police. I would inform them. I think it's really important as well to do this if you have court orders in place because, and I'm not sure if you do or not, but it just kind of documents what's happening. I would document everything as well on paper, including the times that you called. So write them down, write down what you said in a message, and I would be calling my lawyer. Now, something that you might want to consider doing as well if you're really anxious about your child not being returned is, you know, this sounds a little bit crazy, but I've considered it in the past. Invest in a GPS tracking device for your child. So if they are old enough, you know, a watch of some sort, um, I know that Fitbit make a kid's version, which I think has a tracking thing in it. Last year, I went to an event actually, and they had, because I've been investigating these little tracking devices for a number of years, (laughs) and I found one. And then unfortunately, it didn't work because some of them don't work because the phone has to be kind of very close to the tracking device. Obviously, when you drop your child off and you're not with them, um, that doesn't work. But I went to this event and they had one for pets and it was like a little thing that you put on the collar. And I said to them, you could use this for children. And they kind of hadn't thought about it. And I was like, seriously, this this is a huge market here for families who are separated and parents worried for their child's safety. You could market this to a totally different group of people. (laughs) They hadn't thought of it and I don't know if they will do that. But that is something you could look at as well. If you can't find something suitable for children, try looking at pet trackers. (laughs) Sounds terrible, doesn't it? But yeah, I mean, I totally hear you. I I was terrified. And, you know, my lawyer has said to me that my ex is the type to kind of run off with my child and not bring her back. Now that she's older, I've got to say I'm more relaxed about it because I think she knows my phone number. I think she'd try to contact me if this was going to happen. I don't think he would do it now, actually, I don't. But several years ago, I would not have put it past him. So I really I hear what you're saying and I know that it's really scary. So that's what I would personally do in that situation. Okay, next question. Hi, Julia. I love listening to your podcast and I would love for you to anonymously put this in your podcast. I listen to them every Wednesday. I'm in a bit of a pickle. I am currently a single mom to a two-year-old little boy. Now, my pickle is I dated a guy when I was younger for three years and then I ended it as I was young and wanted to live a little. I then found myself in a relationship to my child's father. I soon realized he wasn't the person I thought he was and I left him. When I left him, I spoke again to my first partner, but as a newly single mum, I couldn't rush back in, and that was in February of 2018. It's been just over a year, and I've been thinking about him so, so often, and I spoke to him at random, just general chat. The last time was a couple of days ago, and then he went into a relationship on Facebook. I'm heartbroken, and I think I've left it too long now, and it's too late. Obviously, I don't want to ruin their relationship, as it's not his nor her fault, but I don't know what to do. Please help. I do want to add that he has met my son as he has been a friend of my family for a while. My parents adore him and I know he would have accepted my son as his own in a heartbeat. I can't beat myself up. What is meant to be will be, I hope. 
Oh, goodness me. Okay, first of all, thank you so much for listening to my podcast and thank you so much for sending your question in. This is definitely a little pickle. First of all, I, I hear what you're saying and I think I think we can probably, a lot of us can relate to having that relationship when we're younger. That was probably really good. <laughs> I know I did. I had a great relationship when I was younger and then there's always that, you know, the grass is greener on the other side kind of headspace that we get ourselves in and no, we need to have different relationships, need to have sex with other people, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, such is life. But... I hear what you're saying. I guess really you have two options. It sounds like maybe you haven't told him what you've been thinking about. I'm curious whether maybe it's just hit you how you felt about him as he's entered this new relationship and now suddenly he's not available. Or if, you know, if you've been thinking about this for a long time before, I'm not sure. But I guess you could try to talk to him and tell him how you feel. Part of me thinks that's really unfair because, I mean, I don't know about how he sees relationship, but me announcing a relationship on Facebook would suggest a pretty serious relationship. I'm not going to just say I'm in a relationship with someone I've been on a couple of dates with on Tinder. So I guess that is something to think about whether you do want to mess with that. I'm not sure if it were me, if I would personally, not judging either way what you decide, But I do think maybe it is a little bit unfair because, you know, I'm not sure how he's dealt with the relationship breakup. He may have been heartbroken when you had your child, you know, with someone else. And that could have really been enough for him to just go, I have to walk away from from this person I love her but it hurts me too much you know he might be in a a different space now so I guess yeah your options are to tell him how you feel but risk maybe the friendship or wait and see what happens and then tell him when he's single if if they break up but you know I would not leave it longer than I would tell him I would be honest with him about how you feel and what you want But I guess also you can't really wait around for him in case this happens. So I guess if you decide to to leave it, I would be looking at it more as a assume that it's permanent, the relationship, accept it and move on because otherwise you're stuck in this limbo of waiting for him to break up, which might never happen or it might be like years and years and years down the track. So that's really hard though and I really feel for you but please know that I I don't know I don't believe that there's just one person for all of us there's no one like the chances of us meeting the one in however many billion people there are in the world are so slim I mean statistically it's just ridiculous even with 50% of relationships not working out statistically, if 50% of us met the one randomly out of billions of people in the world, that's, uh, it's unrealistic. I think that there are lots and lots of people that we can have a relationship with, you know, and it's just who we decide to pursue it with and who comes into our life at, you know, the right time and all that kind of thing. So even though it may not be this guy, please don't think that there's no one out there for you and that that was it because there are loads of good people out there and if you do decide to kind of accept that he's in a relationship and move forward, put your energy into that, you know. 
Okay, I've got another question here. Hi, Julia. I hope you're feeling better. Thank you. Unfortunately, I've still got a bit of a cough, but I'm getting there. Listening to your podcasts, well, some of them, because I'm just catching up, I had an idea and maybe you could help. Not just me, but imagine a lot of people out there that's had similar ideas. Here it goes. I am a single mother of two girls. My oldest is seven and my youngest is two. I've been wanting to give my life a radical change. I've been thinking of moving away, changing scenery. I just don't know where yet or how. Recently, my friend moved to Sydney. She's young, single and no big responsibilities apart from developing and succeeding in her career. So there's really not much information I can get from her. But she's told me a lot about the lifestyle, working there and so on. It got me thinking about the possibility of relocating and living there. But obviously, I don't know much about the country, the health system, living costs as a single parent, schools, childcare and so on. I thought maybe this could be a subject you could talk about. It would certainly help me and possibly other families that have the same idea going on. As you're a local mum and have more experience in this area, your insight would be so helpful. That's it. Thank you. I look forward to hearing from you. I did ask her a couple of additional questions. I said, where in the UK are you from and is the dad involved? I think I got that she was from the UK in a previous message. She wrote... I live in London. My girl's father is like 10% involved. He lived abroad for six years and recently moved to Spain with his family, in brackets, wife and other kids, and just recently started to get in contact. I don't believe he'll give me much trouble if the kids can come visit sometimes, but it's a subject I would address once I'm sure I can make a move. He was living in South America for most of my eldest daughter's life and has no bond with my two-year-old as his wife refused to accept her as his daughter. In brackets, a very complicated story. So based on this, I don't think he'll try and make my life hell. It's not like he pays child maintenance or supports me in any way. Right. Okay. I guess there's a couple of issues that have been raised here. One is what's life like in Sydney as a parent, a single parent, and relocating. Okay, so let's touch on relocating first. Only you can make that decision. I think a lot of people think it's like the grass is greener on the other side kind of thing, like starting fresh would be great. It's more opportunities, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it is, it is, it's exciting. And I lived in London for a year when I was in my early 20s. No, younger, must have been about 19. No, 20, 20. And, you know, it was really great. It's it's fun. and But the thing is, everybody's different. But for me, I was ready to come home after that, you know. And I think with, ch- with children, it is quite a big move. With your oldest daughter being seven, you know, she's probably quite set up at school. She's got her friends. I'm just talking as I think this through and how, like, if putting myself in this situation as well. So please, if this is only just my opinion. It would be a big move. I've personally thought a lot about moving to Queensland, which is in a different, you know, up north of from Sydney. And I think it's something that I would love to do. But then I keep coming back to, is it really just more fantasy than anything else, really? And it's a hard one, you know, because is it the grass is greener or is it that life is actually better? Sometimes we're looking for something and a change of scenery seems like the answer when really it's not a change of scenery at all that we need, if that makes sense. Maybe it's stuff we need to work on ourselves or maybe it's just lifestyle changes we need to make. 
maybe it's changing our friendship circle or, you know, working on our relationships with our friends or our family, who knows. But moving to another country without having any support, I think is very hard. I've met a lot of single mums here in Sydney and I've mentored a lot of single mums that are in the situation where their families are abroad and they're literally here in Sydney by themselves and all they want to do is go home but they can't because of the children's father. And I really feel for those women. I really feel for them because I don't know, I would find it really hard to be away from my family and my kind of roots. So I guess that is something to think about. Having said that, I guess if you hate it, you could always go home. It's just, it is a bit disruptive for the kids, I guess, but I don't know. Only you can decide. Only you can decide. If it were me, I'd probably do a pros and cons list because I love a little list and I like being able to look at everything on paper and comparing options, I guess. In terms of lifestyle in Sydney, Look, I love living in Sydney. I love it. And I think that's what it comes down to. I think I would really struggle. And this is what I always come back to when I kind of fantasize about moving to Queensland. I really, I love the life here. We have, you know, beautiful big parks. We have the ocean. We have beautiful beaches. I think it's great for kids. It's a great place to raise kids. Sydney's pretty big though. And there are some areas in Sydney that I probably wouldn't like to live in as much. I like being near the water and that unfortunately is also very expensive. So rents are very high in Sydney, you know, unless you live an hour away, it's an expensive place to live. And I think that's why a lot of people want to leave as well. I don't know how the immigration thing would work. I mean, I don't know if you'd be eligible for things like healthcare and subsidised childcare and that sort of thing without some kind of a I don't know, permanent residency visa. I don't know enough about that to be able to give you advice on that. But let's say assuming that you move here with a permanent residency visa, I think the health system, I mean, you know, I've had no issues with it. I don't know, but I haven't, I guess, had any serious enough issues to challenge it or, yeah, I just haven't had any issues with it. Living cost as a single parent, as you said in your question, and as I said, is quite high. Schools, it's, it is expensive, you know. Childcare is very expensive as well. Sydney is probably the most expensive city in Australia. People say it's Perth, but I've lived in both and rent at least is way higher than Perth. The only thing that Perth maybe costs more in is like takeaway coffee and food. They are quite pricey in Perth, but everything else, no, Sydney is definitely very expensive. But yeah, the lifestyle is great, you know, and I think, I don't know, for me, it's worth it. I know it's more expensive, but I factor that into my budget. I'm happy to pay more rent and live in an area that I personally love. In summer, we spend every day at the beach virtually. We love the water. We have a a really great life. But I guess it depends what you're after because if you like the ocean, I mean, you could move to like Bali and have a great lifestyle and probably at like a fraction of the cost. Yeah, anyway, if it's a city, I don't really know what you're after. But it's exciting either way, I guess, if you're going to think about doing a big move. Yeah, just, I guess, factor in that there's going to be a transition. I mean, I'd definitely suggest coming here if you haven't been here before, maybe come on a holiday before you move because you might not like it. It might be very different to what you kind of thought in your head. But yeah, either way, I think that's super exciting. 
And um, yeah, just I would just make sure that you want to move, I guess, because it's a genuine uh, moving situation. Like you want to actually move location rather than thinking that a move may solve problems or find your dates. There's not a lot of men in Sydney, I can tell you that. In fact, I got an advertisement to move to Japan to find a date. I was like, yep, I think I need to go to Japan. It's hard to find a great single guy in Sydney, but who knows, maybe that's everywhere. Yeah, so I don't know if that's given you a lot of insight, but maybe some things to think about. But yeah, it's exciting. And let me know how you go. That's all I really wanted to touch base on today. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to send in your own question, please email me at julia at singlemothersurvivalguide.com. I get a lot of these questions on Instagram and Facebook. I do prefer email because a lot of those messages I get lost and then I have to kind of, yeah, copy and paste them over so that if I want to answer them and, you know, sometimes I forget. So it's always easier to send me an email and then I can put it in my special Ask Julia folder straight away if you want me to answer one of your questions. But I would also love to hear from you on Instagram and Facebook. Please get in touch. I'm over at Single Mother Survival Guide. I would absolutely love to hear from you. Don't forget to check out my website as well, www.singlemothersurvivalguide.com. You can check out all the other podcast episodes. You can read the blog. There's a link on the homepage that will take you to the Single Mother Survival Guide support forum Facebook group. So you can request to join that. Just a heads up though, if you don't answer the questions, I do have a pretty brutal acceptance, I guess, process because I just want to make sure that everyone's a genuine single mum. So if people don't answer my questions, then I usually don't let them in. And if you have a brand new Facebook profile, which is fairly new, like a few months old or less, I generally don't let people in because I don't know for sure that it's not a fake account so you'd have to get in touch with me directly and let me know that that is your Facebook and that you are a you know genuine single mum yeah that's about it I am hoping to run the get your sparkle back challenge again in July I'm just like still recovering from my sickness so I might have to delay it by a month I'll let you know but I will put the link in the show notes if you want to sign up to that whether it's in July or August I'd love to have you we did it in April and it was fantastic it's a 30-day kind of challenge where you get emails from me every day and just kind of little tasks to do each day and each week to get your sparkle back if you're missing a bit of sparkle in your life As I mentioned at the start, if you have enjoyed the podcast, I would absolutely love for you to rate it in iTunes or if you have a few minutes, even writing a review would be absolutely fabulous and helps single mums find this podcast. That's it from me. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day or evening, depending on where you are and when you're listening. And I look forward to speaking with you again next week. Bye for now.